the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. All right, so it's a funny thing when your voice starts to go. It's terrible, but we're going to effort through it. The thing that we're witnessing here is this government, this Leviathan, overtaking every aspect and ignoring its prime duty. Its prime duty to the people is to run the government efficiently. It hasn't done that for decades. Joe Biden has been a problem for decades. Under this new budget, it's, it's not really a budget. It's not serious. What it is is evidence as to why Joe Biden must be impeached. And I'm dead serious about that. The idea that the audacity of this particular administration to take in emergency spending at a, the unprecedented event, it's never happened before in the country's history, that the government would shut down the economy and then fake it by printing money. Ironically, generating mystical, magical revenue that was spawned of welfare money, but that's a separate argument. However, you're leaving that emergency funding in the operating expenses of the country, and you just don't want anyone to pay attention to it? Move along, move along, move along. Those of us who objected to this in the beginning knew that the ramifications of what you were doing would be this inflation we're just starting to experience would be a reorganization of our economy. You are going to knock out players in it. You're going to create vacuums. You're going to have to continue to use, misuse money to fake it. This is, these are all the reasons anyone who ever took an econ class fought against the idea that we would shut down the economy for COVID-19. This is what you do with COVID-19, what I'm doing today. You go to frecking work until you drop. Then somebody else takes your place. You don't shut it down and pretend you, you delivered a product. You don't do that. And then the audacity of only a, a, an American government could do it. I don't think there's another government around the country. I mean, around the world, excuse me. That would have the audacity to just leave the spending in. You're just leaving it in. Now you've increased that spending 31% and you're going to continue to fake it? And no one wants to talk about it. You want to talk about these idiots in Ukraine? You want to talk about Russia? What do you want to talk about? You want to talk about the, uh, two, two whiny little bitches bitch slapping each other? You want to talk about that? See, I want to talk about the fracking money because you're destroying the country. You're destroying its future. And the whole time you're doing it, you don't even have a man doing it. You've got somebody in diapers doing it. It's preposterous to me. It's unbelievable. Now they have spokespeople come on. Nobody knows who they are. They're not there because they're 
geniuses of, of the economy or have an understanding of macro and microeconomics and the, the ramifications on the average citizen, like Carol Roth. You know, Carol Roth is a woman. She's not in this administration, though. Yet every woman that's in it seems to be not qualified in the least to do anything. I've got to listen to economics explained to me by morons. Like Cecil Rouse. Who's Cecil Rouse? Who gives a rip? She's a moron and a liar and a fraud, which in this administration gets you a cabinet position. You all have said that the uh, inflation estimates for this budget were set in November. um, And if the invasion were to be taken into account, the outlook would look uh, pretty different. So should we expect an updated analysis from this administration on that front to take into account the invasion? Um, And also, just in terms of the timeline, do you all have an estimate for when people can expect things to level out again? Can we expect that during this calendar year? So uh, we will be doing a mid-session update of our budget. Uh, That's that's government talk for she doesn't have a freaking idea. She didn't get this position because she's qualified. She got it because she has the right genitalia, the right complexion. She's not smart. If she was, she wouldn't be a Democrat. So now you're going to get bull dung. That's all you're going to get. The reality is we're at the beginning of this. Because these imbeciles not only refuse to change course, but they're frauding the, the American people. They're leaving in emergency spending. And they found a way to keep you focused. Because the problem they want you to believe isn't because of government's waste, fraud, and abuse. Of which it absolutely is. It's because some people are better at work than you. That's what you're going to have to focus on. So in this, in this scam proposal called a presidential budget, which should have been printed on Charmin, is the get to keep the Democrats scum, the voting base of welfare recipients, whether they be corporate welfare or just the kind where they need to live on welfare. They're going to continue to go after rich people because this isn't the kind of America where you're supposed to do the best you can. It's the kind of America where the government is supposed to take your money, take your opportunity, and control your life. This is the Fourth Reich Democrat America. It's a little different than the America we thought of because it has based on none of the principles. Absolutely zero. Life, liberty, pursuit of happiness, property rights, none of that garbage applies anymore. It's a topsy-turvy world where action stars are effeminate little babies slap each other in the kisser. And aside from clarifying comments on Putin, the president also unveiled a new minimum income tax for billionaires today. The plan is... Why isn't there a minimum income tax for losers? I mean, if you're like a fat-ass, low-life loser, you're sitting in your bedroom or your house that you didn't pay for, and you're waiting for somebody to give you something, why don't you have to do a damn thing except just get fatter and uglier and more useless and keep voting Democrat? There's no minimums on the scum among us. In fact, they don't have to behave anyway or even pull their pants up. Part of President Biden's budget proposal for fiscal year 2023. The billionaire minimum income tax would require households with more than $100 million. Now, I like that because it's, it's called a billionaire minimum tax. But if you have households worth $100 million, that's when this government, these Democrat roaches, say you've earned too much. Not just because they're jealous and they can't keep up with you but because they can't exist without taking the money from somewhere. Sooner or later, people will realize the government doesn't have money. It just creates debts and creates new taxes for you. So the way that they keep your sloth Democrat base 
excited and engaged is they make them pretend it's the guy who's really good at life. It's his fault and his whole family. So even though he's managed to somehow put together a net worth of $100 million through generations of good, honest people, hardworking people, or in some cases, downright scum like Abe Pritzker, no matter what it was, he got away with those crimes. The point is now they're going to keep you focused because you have to limit their money. How do you limit it? Well, you, you steal it, and we call it a tax. To pay a rate of at least 20% on their full income. Supporters say it would make sure that wealthiest no, no, Americans... No, no, no. No, no, see, this is a young... This is another girl that got a job because she's a girl. It's on their assets, 20% on their assets. Huh, that's a lot. I mean, it's 20 million, right? Oh, it depends, I guess, how they make it, if they make it the proper way, because they'll leave a little navigation tool for their Pritzkers, because this fat slob never did a damn thing in his life. Not one damn thing. He had a brother who, if he's a Pritzker, (laughs) so is that redhead pretending to be Princess Diana or Prince Charles' son. He doesn't look anything like the Pritzkers. He's clearly a product of a one-night stand or a security guard, one or the other. Six foot four, strapping young man. All the other Pritzkers all look like Lou Costello. This guy looks like nobody like him. So he and uh, our fat governor, our, our business partners, through his steering of the money, they made a fortune. But even so, they'll leave an avenue for those slobs to do it because you're not going to take the money of the Pritzkers, the other Democrat oligarchs. This is just to keep the honest people down. And the way if you want to get that to that level, the way you're going to have to do it is you're going to have to be in their mafia That's how they keep a lot of their funding from the Elon Musks, who, if you haven't been paying attention, isn't really a Democrat or close to them. But he is the target of this. Make no mistake of it. No longer pay a tax rate lower than teachers and firefighters. Teachers and firefighters. Teachers and firefighters. The golden teacher and firefighter. You you see, I'm from Melrose Park, so it's a little different for us. We have firefighters. I could have been a firefighter. I got cousins, relatives are firefighters. In my neighborhood, they're called Jew thieves with badges. But that's not being said. They're wonderful guys. They come out to the accident in the whole nine yards. And then when they retire, do you know what it's like for you and I to retire, Squirrel Hands? You would have to have investments in a 401k of $3.5 million. So if we're going to pay rich people, are going to pay their tax rates. Same thing, by the way, with the teachers. That's why they all tool around those Lexuses. And they can't say the word ask. Splendid. If we're going to get those those uh, pensions, then let's pay those taxes. But in the meantime, are they going to be virtuous? Because then let's start all te- treating each other equal. See, ironically, that's what I'm for. Absolute equal tax. Everybody, including that scum that sits on his ass and refuses to work. Yeah, I think you should take money from him. And I don't care who pays it. But the idea that we're using these slobs as leverage to justify slowing down the economy, because here's the dirty little secret. Those people and those families and all those guys who are good at life, that's who really makes the world go around. It isn't the Joe Biden scum of of, of America. And I don't just say that because he's useless and dementia-ridden and sitting on a changing table right now. I mean because politicians don't actually do anything except cost us money and excel the political power and become worth millions the dirty way. So that's why they think of earning money as dirty. And that's so do their constituents. Because the only way you could keep electing these obvious political whores and and pay-to-play scam artists is because you admire the scam more than wanting no scam at all. But a true America that treats everyone equally, like I do, I think no matter what race, what religion, what genitalia, you should pay taxes at the exact same rate. And there's another thing that bothers me. 
Why should any one man give this roach government more than a million dollars a year? Why? What do they do for any one person that's worth anything, let alone a million dollars a year? I mean, if you want to play the game of the streets and the, and the curbs and the schools that everyone tries to avoid. I mean, if, if, if you find your kid in a public school, it's because you can't afford to send them to a better one. And everybody knows that. The point of the matter is, when you're going to continue to assault the producers in the name of the losers, guess what happens? I mean, do you need 2022 to come around to figure it out? Before you know it, you got more losers than you have producers. And you can't get anybody in your policies anymore. So you have to lie, cheat, and ultimately steal the property of those people that somehow managed to acquire it. This isn't America anymore. It's the Soviet States of America. It's run by a corrupt political oligarch who is supported by beneficiaries of his corruption. So this idea that it's a budget, don't call it a budget anymore. Call it what it is, a schematic for the destruction of, of, of America. That's what Joe Biden's presidency is. That's what his legacy is. That's why every day he's president. Your liberty, your life, your opportunity, your future, it's a little bit smaller. That's why he needs to be impeached today. The evidence is clear. You could use one of his wet diapers, his inability to speak sentences, or his bald-faced corruption, his legacy life of pay-to-play schemes. But he is unfit, unable, and I think he stole the office. 312-642-5600. AM 560. The answer. So you know what's funny? I feel better today than I did Thursday, Friday, and Monday. I don't know. It's just the voice. I used to work at the Merck from, as a young kid. We'd yell all the time. My voice sounded like this by the end of every day. So I, you know, I didn't think anything of it. It's, I'm sure I'm going to be fine. And we have our own Amish texter who wanted to let me know I sound like one of Marge Simpson's sisters, which I thought was funny. Jerk. All right. We're going to go to the phone lines now. Big Mike, Long Grove. Hi, Big Mike. Is he there? All right, we're going to put them on hold. See, it's not my voice only that's bad. Jerry, Western Burbs. Hey, Joe, actually, I wasn't thinking Marge Simpson. I was thinking more of a Lauren Hutton kind of effect. But... <laughs> All right, I'll take Lauren Hutton, sexy devil. No, well, Joe, the, the question for you, <laughs> we, we can all agree that uh, the guy sitting in the, the big stool over there in the White House supposedly is not running the show. Why is nobody talking about the people that are actually directing this? I just said the people that are there are unqualified. They're there because of their genitalia. They're there by their, their skin color. The, the people who are uh, who are running this are Soviets. They're Soviets. They're Marxists. They're communists. They're people who believe in a collective government. They want to take away your ability to thrive in America, the land of the free, home of the brave. They want to destroy the property rights and the very principles of a laissez-faire lifestyle. Every policy that the Democrat mafia has, and I mean every one of them, is based and rooted in force. They can't convince you. I mean, I don't care what what's their most virtuous policy that they talk of. Climate change, right? Well, if you believed in climate change, why wouldn't they make all of these policy ideas, all of them, voluntary? Because nobody would buy it. It doesn't work. It's a fraud. Their solutions are, are not even uh, hypocritical. Their solutions do more damage to the earth than the old way. Their allegation of us exhaling CO2 being a pollutant is a lie. We all know it. So the only way they can implement their agenda 
is the same way the Soviet Union could implement it through force, through threat, through intimidation, through extortion. It's a gangster government. They're social. Look, they're socialized medicine. Obamacare. They cannot operate it without force of law, force of taxation. Nobody would have bought it. If it was an option, see, I remember what it was like before Obamacare. I remember the, the, the over 50% doctors, the over 50% hospitals that are now gone that you're used to. I also remember my insurance premium, and I was mad at it. I was paying $525 a month. I was mad. But if you put this, this scam, this fraud, where 50-year-old women, 60-year-old women, 80-year-old women are paying for maternity leave, and God knows the other swindles in it, and you see your your premiums go up and your your uh, your deductible triple quadruple. Nobody would buy that garbage. They could never have passed it legitimately. So they had to buy each other off. Do you not remember that squirrel hands? You were probably back in school. They were literally bribing senators. It was called the Louisiana Purchase, the Cornhusker Kickback, and they had to promise the funnel money. Everything illegal in America. None of that was legal. Yet we just all sat here. And they all made millions and millions. And they got all the companies that were willing to bribe them, like Blue Cross and Blue Shield, scum company, scum, like Big Pharma and the rest of it, Pfizer and the rest of it. They bribed them openly. That's America today. And it all is unconstitutional. And the Democrat mafia cannot exist without force. So they put up these old men. They put up these clowns with their Botox and their implants. And I don't just mean Nancy Pelosi. I mean, pick one. Pick the men. They put them up and they put lipstick on that pig. Because what they know is without this kind of force, without this kind of theft of elections and the rest of it, they couldn't exist. Their policies are dressed up Marxism. Always painting that same picture of a utopia. Nobody ever gets to. Nobody. Before you know it, you're living like a Venezuelan a Cuban, a Soviet, a Ukrainian, and every other servant, slave to the corrupt oligarchs. That's where we are right now. Tommy, Oaklawn. Hey, Sean, you're right on. Thank you. What happens if we, if uh, Biden was impeached, the imbecile that he is, we get, what our, our prize is we get the, the dope-smoking giggles who was, was practically was a hooker. I'll take her. And after She's yeah, she's perfect, it, but here's the thing. You have to put the real face on these policies. The real face is Kamala Harris. Kamala Harris represents everything a Democrat stands for. She's completely unqualified. The way she got there was through corruption, through clout, right? She literally slept with the most powerful guy in San Francisco and therefore California with big connections, Willie Brown. Yeah, without absolutely. Willie Brown, she's 29-year-old tramp. She's. Did you see Willie Brown? He was 60. He repulsed even 60-year-old women, yet she had vision. She knew, I got to have vision. Got to take a couple on the chin. You're going to be all right. Before you know it, you're vice president, and nobody bats an eye. Now when she comes out and speaks, it's almost comical. It plays right into exactly who she is. You know, you, you spoke a little bit about transportation, and people across the country right now are in a crunch due to these extremely high gas prices. Uh-huh. What's the solution? How do we get closer to a solution? Because literally, our stations across the country and all of us, we've been doing our best to do gas drives because people can't get from point A to point B when they're on these fixed incomes. How do we get to a solution for that? Now, you know what's funny? Her father is an economics professor in USC. Did you know that? Or Berkeley. He admits he's a Marxist. 
economics professor. Does anybody know what the economics of Marxism is? Because <laughs> it doesn't work. So even if she knew that, she could at least spew, regurgitate Marxism and the lies therein. But she can't even do that. And she certainly can't say the truth. She can't possibly say, how would I know? I got here because I had to pretend I enjoyed sex with Willie Brown. That's why I'm here. What do you think I know about how to get gas cheap? I don't know. I know how to take your mind off of it for a while. Well, first of all, we've been, um, you know, understanding that it is a real issue. Um, <laughs> what we have done is we've actually released some of the reserves, the uh-huh. reserves to bring down the cost of gas prices. Well, that and didn't work. We are also dealing with the cost of gas is just part of the issue of the cost of living, right? Yeah. It, 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 it's too expensive for too many people. To- Brilliant, Tramp. Brilliant. And that's how you become vice president of a country. Just spew a bunch of nonsense once you go to bed with the right most powerful person. Good news is for Republicans, it works both ways, and they're not too choosy who they go to bed with either. Just cruise a forest preserve around here. 312. 312- 642 5600. AM 560. The answer. <laughs> this has nothing to do with smoking. This is Chicago sewer weather. Exactly what did it to me. I knew the minute that door opened the plane. Good news is, I'm out of here. Um, the problem I have with this entire agenda is it's a fraud and it's a lie and it's avoidable. The failure of the Democrat mafia is always avoidable normally doesn't exist when there's no Democrats. I mean, we saw that just uh, about 15 short months ago, 16 short months ago, all the rest of it. This is a result of having Democrat mafia members in there. And the reason that I know that they're Democrat mafia members, it's not an argument anymore, is because like a mafia, they always are angling to protect the mafia, the scam, and those hierarchy members, the members like Joe Biden. See, this was all avoidable. Even the FBI had the hard drive. Do you know that the crack-smoking scumbag left three computers? Three. And never picked them up. Just didn't pick it up. So the FBI's had it for over two years. There's even Congress birthing people and others who have access to these hard drives. Yet the Democrats, they don't want to see it. It would be similar to uh, you know, a, a, a hitman not wanting to look at the victim. They all know what it is. They all know what he is. They all know what he did. So I, I like the fact this happened today, and you're not going to hear it anywhere because they've managed to attack the messenger. The messenger is a Florida congressman. His name is Gates. And he was talking to Cobblepot, from those of you who saw the movie Batman 1, Danny DeVito as the penguin. I believe his name is Jerry Nadler. But he bears a striking resemblance to Cobblepot. And he wants to introduce the hard drive as evidence to Congress. Let's tell you what, Mr. Chairman, I seek unanimous consent to enter into the record of this committee the contents of Hunter Biden's laptop, which I'm... See, now, why isn't the FBI doing anything? What the hell are you doing? You're slow walking it. It's like Chicago and Ed Burke. Just slow walk it because he's an oligarch. They're important. You got to keep that mafia guy in his position. Keep the illusion alive. Slow walk it, baby. I'm in possession of. I'm not hmm? careful now, Penguin. What do you think, Penguin? There's no objection to that. What do you think, Penguin? What do you think? You're a Democrat scumbag. You're the head guy there. 
Got your crotch seven inches off the ground. You ever see this walking joke? I've, ne- I've never had. I will object. Oh, pending not, further uh, investigation. What's the basis? He's going to object pending further investigation. No, the one thing about Jerry Nadler, like the rest of these scum, they're all lawyers. So they tie you up in this parliamentary procedure so you never have to do what's right. You could always tie up a problem in the procedure. So that's what Nadler is doing and the rest of it. But in the meantime, Ukraine is getting their money's worth. And I don't just mean because of the 30, million, 30 billion now. They've been getting their money worth. And now the American energy policies are not only benefiting Ukraine, they're benefiting China, they're benefiting Iran, they're benefiting Saudi Arabia and Venezuela. And this is the one that bothers me the most. Do you know about the tar sands, kid? You know anything about them? 1979, that's, that's how long it's been since Venezuela founded its oil. Ooh, look at you. And they found it by accident. It wasn't really them that found it. It's in the scum, the tar sand. It's the dirtiest, heaviest oil. It's, the, it's, it's disgusting on every nature. It's in the river. But they've got over 2 trillion barrels, they estimate, in this river. It's very expensive to pull it out. And uh, it could have solved all of their problems, but they're socialists. They didn't want to allow a company to do it. So the government would have to own a part of it, kind of like the Ukraine. And believe it or not, America's jealous of that system because these politicians then have, a, have an absolute stream where they don't have to sell themselves and our government in the future in debt to get money. They can just rifle it from the cash register. So they've always wanted that system. So all of this that we're experiencing, the failure of our quality of life, the inflation, all of it, completely avoidable. But this is enriching those scum, the Venezuelans, who are really the closest ideological to the American Democrat. And you know that because all the teacher unions love them. They really speak very highly of them. And they kill their people. The, the children of the oligarchs all live in America, all worth billions of dollars. And the average citizen has to eat pets. There's no dogs. You can't go find dogs. The zoo, forget about it, closed down, which is really sad for the people who name, normally have the IQ for Democrats because, you know, they love the zoo. That's where Joe Biden should be on his way to. Um, and, and this is all avoidable, all of it. All you have to do is get rid of the Democrats. But they've got a very bright future in the most corrupt areas. Craig in Mount Greenwood. Oh, hey, Sean. Thanks for taking my... Anytime. I wanted to listen, my uh... tea. All right. Now, listen. I got a remedy for you because I've had trouble with my voice. I mean, um, years past... I mean, you have... I was from... Wait a minute. You've had trouble with your voice? I find that oh, yeah. ridiculous. All right. Go ahead. You wouldn't, there was times when I couldn't talk to anything, but my voice was super gravelly and everything. It was from uh, acid reflux, though. So that was a t- totally different thing. But just a word that when your uh, vo- vocal cords and your um, larynx and everything gets all like uh, tender and everything from like a, um, being ill and all that stuff like that, same thing. Say so you mix up some hot, you get a, a little cup of hot water or your favorite tea or whatever, but here's the key you put a, two, two uh, tablespoons of uh, raw honey. A, a, a teaspoon of uh, lemon juice right. and just a little sprinkle of cayenne pepper, and you sip it. You let it go down slow. All right. It's it'll give you your it'll give you your talking back, and it'll basically it's medicinal all at the same time. Look at that. All right. Try it, man. You right. you you'll be with a million yeah, bucks Craig, again. I don't like sipping tea. It makes me feel like one of those fancy boy guys in London. It's bad enough I buy their shirts. I don't want to start acting like them. But thank you very much. I appreciate it, Craig. Did you write that down, kid? You know, you got very limited responsibilities. Or at least you could do is take notes. I saw you there. You weren't taking any notes. Um, will, what do you think? Do you think they're going to let the evidence that the crack-smoking scumbag degenerate son of the, of the president was legitimately a bag man for the president and that, therefore, the president 
the one who's on a changing table right now, destroying the quality of Americanism, is compromised because he is an apparatchik of foreign enemies that have been bribing him for decades. And here we are, where his policies are not only destroying the budget, I have a hard time saying it, of America, the economy of America, the tranquility of life, but are directly, directly enriching the major donators in China, in Ukraine, and yes, I say Russia, not to mention Iran. Sure, there's some stripper tracks back to the crack smoker there. Uh, what do you think? You think they're going to let it in? Uh, I don't think so. Without objection. It's a unanimous consent request, and I object pending. Well, I have a subsequent question. Uh, Mr. Chairman, I seek unanimous consent to enter into the record the receipt. It may very well be. From the entered, Mac shop. It may very well be entered into the record after we look at it further. Yeah. Right, well, Mr. Uh, Later, tomorrow. Jerry Nadler, Chuck Schumer, Ocasio Cortez all come from a state run by the molester Cuomo, Cuomo, whatever, with the nipple piercings. What a sick, sick Democrat party that is. Sick. They almost make Chicago, I was going to say, look normal, and then I realized I had the vision of Lori Lightfoot and Tony Preckwinkle run through my head, which is just a different version with like eight more inches of stupid on it. And uh, I, I said, no, no, we still are terrible. 312-642-5600. AM560, the answer. You know, I'm listening to that scumbag fraud, Irving's commercial. Aurora's crime rates are exactly the same as everywhere else in Illinois. It's utopia if you listen to that commercial. See what 25 million can buy you? All kinds of bull dung. Uh, let's go. Harry on the Dan Ryan. Hey, is this the Liberty Hour? No, not anymore. It's Sean Thompson show now. Oh, man. No. The Liberty Hour's got Mark Vargas on there, and he could eat a banana and deliver a fruit salad if he's talking to the right Republican. Go ahead. Hey, that's all right. The Liberty Hour was, uh, was a great show. But anyway, what are your thoughts on uh, uh, Jay Powell and the Federal Reserve? you think uh, Sleepy Joe's going to can him or, or let him ride? No, 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 no. You... you the, 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 the the corruption is so intertwined with the with the policy. They have to leave him in there. After all, he's willing to take some of the blame, and then he's willing to divert the attention. And the idea that somehow you have people chanting for short term loans to have massive increases while the corrupt monetized debt doesn't shows you that you have a country of an ec- economic illiterates as they chant for their own bankruptcy. It's funny. So when I you know when I saw your question on the board. How many times are they going to raise the rate? Well, I think I think they have no idea the ramifications they did with the one. You realize what you've done already to people who were barely hanging on. You're going to see mortgage delinquencies through the roof. You're going to see car loan delinquencies through the roof. They were already terrible, by the way. That's why you you're you're separating classes as you always do when you get a when you get a communist, socialist, Marxist, or a Democrat in office. The classes separate. The rich get richer, the poor get poorer. In the middle, if they're not good at what they do, they drop into the poor. And that's what we're going to experience. And it's going to be like that for three years. So if he does another one, I think you're going to see an undeniable recession. They've been lying. You shut the economy down for two years, and then you're, you're saying we're not in a recession because you've printed up $9 trillion and pushed it out there. In the meantime, we're in an undeclared, unrecognized recession. I think that could be a depression if he does it again. It's just me, but who knows? I'd like, I'd like to be wrong. I have yet to be you, though. You can't, you can't. You can't forget about all that uh, PPP money and 
probably the biggest fraud case in American history. Harry, I love it. Money was uh, was spent that was spent on it's, that. You know, they they got to look at that. That's money printing aside, and you know. All the stimulus checks, peanuts compared to the money that was eaten they with stopped, those PPP loans. You know, they think they said forty percent. The real the real paperwork showed sixty percent of it gone, frauded. You should see down in Florida because DeSantis is you know a man. He's got a task force. They go out every week and they bust the scam artists. These kids are tooling around in Ferraris, and the one kid said. Well, they just put it. All I had to do was have LLCs. He said I had three of them, so I just filed for the loan. Six million dollars. The banks were held harmless. The banks they wanted to get the money out so quick. They said the banks, hey, do what you got to do. As long as they give the paperwork, give them the money. You got to love it. What a scam. That's why when a Democrat is in, the scam artists do very well. Thank you, Harry. You know I appreciate the call. I appreciate you hanging on, Anthony McHenry. Thank you, Sean. Uh, what I wanted to bring to your attention, I actually called yesterday. You talked about. The audits. There is an amazing uh, uh, interview on Rumble that Charlie Kirk posted about the results of the AZ audit. I wanted to bring uh, your attention. Just I'm glad thing. you did because I didn't. I didn't see it today. I didn't. I wasn't feeling well, but I'm glad you did. I will definitely look at it. And I have a wonderful Charlie Kirk story. My mother-in-law loves Charlie Kirk. Loves him. Oh, he's a great guy. Well, I've, I'm, you know, I've obviously local guy. I've interacted with him a couple times. And when he first got started, I was filling in. I don't remember who. And I have a thing against manipulated economy. I don't like it. Okay. I think it's terrible and I think it keeps organizations like the UAW in business. The UAW is, a, is the destruction of the American car manufacturer, as far as I'm concerned. And the only reason yeah. they exist is because of tariffs that are very punitive. And they hid a truck tariff in a food law years and years and years ago. There's 25% tariff on trucks. And I only drive non-union-made products, not American union-made products. I won't drive one. And Charlie Kirk, I was walking, he's like, so you don't like tariffs? I said, well, I like the consumer. So how could I like a tariff? If you like the government and a failed mafia union, then you're pro-tariff. And we had like right. an argument. And I had to go on the show. I said, listen, now, now get out of here. I got to do the show now, dummy. And he looked at me, you know, cause, and he was like, what the, did this guy just call me a dummy? You know, he's a young kid. And I said to, to the kid, if he was my son, I would be proud of him as a peacock. I really would. But what he did at that time when he was getting started, he just bought tagging lines, you know, like, oh, tariffs are good without the thought process. And I love him. I think he's a great kid. I've had the chance to talk to him three or four times since, and he's a great kid. And we, you know, we joke around about it. Now I took a picture with him. He, I don't know if you ever saw him. He's kid's like six foot seven. Big, no. Oh, he's a big, tall kid. I said, come here. Now get on your knees and let's take a picture together. And we laughed. And he's a, he, I love him to death. He's a great kid. And that kid is going to go very, very far. And um, I like I like that he, he has the willingness to do things that most, um, most kind of party talk show hosts will never do. That's why, you know, Dan Proft and, and Charlie Kirk are different than most normal guys. There's still a handful of other guys out there. But I'm going to watch it, and I want to thank you for telling me about it. Thank you. Okay. And um, because you have to be willing to talk about the things nobody wants to talk about, the audit in Arizona, the audits that didn't happen, the cases that weren't heard, as the Democrat mafia says, no, everything's fine and he lost and all the rest of it. These are still basic answers. Otherwise, before you know it, you'll be calling a bunch of old people meandering around the Capitol an insurrection, which is a word that was only reserved for things that included weapons. And I don't just mean the. The, 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 the sit-on-his-ass Capitol policeman 
who murdered Ashley Babbitt. I'm talking about by the actual people who were supposedly trying to overthrow the government with Danishes. 312-642-5600. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. I remember watching the debates. First of all, I was not an ostrich. I remember Joe Biden throughout his career as being a moron. But I remember watching the debates where he clearly showed signs of dementia and inability to do anything. I thought to myself, there's no way this imbecile is going to be elected. There's absolutely no way. And then when he was, after uh, usurped the most powerful office in the world, he kept predicting a long winter. I thought he meant metaphorically. I knew what would happen if the country was dumb enough to put this political whore in office. Most people thought he was talking about COVID and the winter. Somebody was right. I wanted to bring on Drew Allen to discuss. Drew, thank you so much for joining me. How are you? Hey, Sean, it's great to be with a patriot who's not afraid to call it like it is. We need more of that, don't we? <laughs> yeah, thank you. Thank you. And you're, you're going to have to carry me a little bit. I uh, I, I go back and forth from, from Chicago to Florida. I, go, I admittedly fly into Chicago the least amount I possibly can. And I caught what must be only called the Democrat sewer bug. And it's affecting my voice a little bit, so I'm going to need you to carry me. Um, but I was reading your article, and something tells me you can. Was any did anything this idiot predict? Anything he say would did anything happen the way he called it? Well, the only thing that Biden said that was actually true. He he campaigned on the promise to destroy our energy sector, and that has come true. He certainly did that. His first day in office, he canceled the Keystone Pipeline. He rescinded permits to. And Trump had given out uh, for drilling permits. He continues to uh, to wage his war against Amer- American energy independence. So that is the one and singular thing I'd say that Joe Biden promised that that they're getting. And the Democrats should be clapping like seals because they got exactly what they voted for. You know, I uh, uh, an article came out in the Western Journal today, and it goes over the 81 actions. Most people don't talk about this. The 81 actions that Joe Biden did and the powers that he gave these arbitrary bureaucracies that are clearly politicized beyond reason. And this whole thing that people don't talk about is this zero emissions goal. This is what really threw the energy sector into tumult and destroyed the quality of Americans, America's lives before Ukraine. But doesn't he now have the perfect Trojan horse to say, I'm a victim too, as every one of these lying bastard politicians do, no matter what party. And ultimately, we have to focus on the attention of the real atrocity that's going on in Ukraine, which, by the way, just so you know, I still have a $50 bet here in the studio that there will be more murders in Chicago than Ukraine. But we'll talk about that at another time. But my point is, Drew, isn't this really great timing for the Trojan horse of the Ukraine conflict? Well, of course it is. It's another useful distraction for them. I mean, look at all the things that we should be focused on. Uh, that are affecting America in a detrimental way, that are destroying Americans' livelihoods. I mean, it's, it's not just the, the inflation. It's, ju- it's not just the gas prices. It's these scandals that show how corrupt Joe Biden was. 
And, of course, you know, the Hunter Biden laptop that was real, the laptop from hell that Trump was correct about, that they denied the intelligence community. Uh, you know, that, that's the thing. That was the real collusion, right? They are guilty of everything they falsely accused Trump of doing. You know, there was no Trump-Russia collusion, but uh, the Biden administration and the Democratic Party colluded with the media, social media, and the intelligence community to suppress that story. And even fake votes aside and all the, the rampant cheating that took place across the country— you know, there's a poll, 16, 17 percent of Biden voters would have changed their vote had they known the Hunter Biden laptop was real. So that's real collusion and that's real theft of an election. You know, I was reading your bio and I, I, I fell in love with California when I was a kid. I wanted to go in the movie business. It looks like you went out there. You're Texas bred, California based. And while I was there, I saw something very interesting. I saw that old remnant left of the old true liberal, which ironically I am basically, when you strip away some of the recent votes I've made, where they wanted truth in America. They wanted freedom in America. Those people have been co-opted for 50 years by the Democrat mafia. Are they not as outraged, even some of the people who may have been lifelong Democrats, those California people you've bumped in through through your course of living out there? Are they not disgusted with these very things that outrage us? And is there not an opportunity here? Well, well, they are. I run into people and talk to them all the time because that's part of my career, right, is, is, is getting a pulse on the way people feel, especially in a communist state like California. And there are many, many people out there that, that share these grievances. Uh, unfortunately, a lot of them have given up hope. Uh, many of the conservatives, by the way, are now fleeing the state. So the days in which, you know, the, the Democrat locusts were fleeing California to destroy the rest of the country, uh, well, now it's actually conservatives who are leaving the state as well. And, you know, this is ground zero for uh, Marxism, right? I mean, I'm the canary in the coal mine. I mean, you've got it in Illinois as well, of course. Well, we have mafiaism. They don't believe like the California. These are gangsters, baby. They don't really. It's not about the mission of the earth and all that. They're just scumbags who steal money. But go ahead. Yeah. No, no, there is a marked difference there. I mean, I I just just see, you know, California. It's so disappointing. But the problem is, for example, you know, the first thing that, that Gavin Newsom did did this at the first of this year, you know, he made universal mail-in ballots uh, the law of the land out here. So, I mean, basically they've institutionalized and legalized uh, cheating in California. They were doing it with ballot harvesting before, but now they took what happened in 2020 and they made that uh, the, the law here in California. And so it's very, very difficult to win elections here ever again. And, uh, and, and, it, and, it, is, and it is frustrating. Now, when Joe Biden was referring to the long winter, he made some predictions that the unvaccinated, this was the virus of the unvaccinated. Nah, 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 nah. Well, now we've got the schwa sticker on a yellow background and we could distri- be distracted by what's going on in Ukraine. But the reality is, how wrong was Fauci, pickle face? How wrong was Biden? How wrong were the Democrats? Is anyone going to call them on it? Well, you and I will, but unfortunately the media, you know, but here's the thing, you know, your audience is really informed and educated because they listen to you, uh, as I hope is mine. The issue is the Democrats out there who still tune into CNN and MSNBC, NBC, ABC, and the rest, the mainstream media day in and day day out. This is the most mind-boggling thing to me. They still go to the same fountain of lies uh, after being lied to about everything, everything about Trump, everything about COVID. They still go to the same people and trust them as the reliable sources of news. And those are the people that we need to reach so badly. And admittedly, a percentage of them cannot be reached. You know, there's always going to be a group of ignoramuses out there. 
But there are people who are opening their minds, and they do feel politically homeless. I talked to a guy who works for uh, uh, the, the, the Postal Service recently. He lives out in California. He's a, he's a Democrat, but, uh, but he's starting to open his eyes and wonder what's going on. And I had a very fruitful discussion with him and conversation, very respectful, uh, great American. And uh, what he doesn't understand, Sean, is that the Democratic Party doesn't – he believes they have noble intentions, right? You know, they just have some policy errors and things like that. What I'm trying to explain to these people is please pick up a copy of Rules for Radicals by, uh, by Saul Alinsky and figure out what's going on with your party because all of this is by design. All the suffering is intentional. Nothing will ever get fixed under Democratic Party policies because they would cease to have a reason to exist. The Democratic Party creates crises so they can present themselves as those, unique, those uniquely qualified to fix it. But they are, in fact, the ones responsible for the, for the pain and suffering. Another Chicago very own. Don't forget, this is where, you know the old joke, right, that New York invented political pr- corruption. New Jersey perfected it. Chicago made it an art form. So when you read about Saul Alinsky, you realize this is the environment that he came in. It was the perfect mix of organized crime and true believers and he was able to cultivate the new Democrat mafia, which is what I call it. And you'll see that play out more and more, no matter where they rule. It's kind of the same thing. But there's an interesting aspect to California that I always found. Ultimately, there were people that really were unhappy. But you'll have to remember, I came up, I'm born in the late 60s. Reagan had turned California into a boom town. Um, after Reagan, it still experienced a big conservative majority. California was really well run up until, ironically, the 80s when Reagan took over the presidency. And then in the 90s, you know what happened. But there were good people there who may have thought themselves to be Democrat, but recognized the failings in our immigration problem, recognized the failings with an open border policy, saw their hospitals decimated, their schools decimated, saw all of this happen. And I'm wondering, is there any murmur anymore in California about immigration, or is this just something you're used to when a Democrat's in office, you're going to fail? Of all of the issues plaguing California with the uh, unaffordable housing out here, which is the result of, of, of government intervention and everything else, the gas prices, the homelessness and everything else, unfortunately, I would, I would say that I, I have to admit that that's pretty low on people's uh, list of issues right now. But, of course, that's one of the predominant issues that, uh, is responsible for turning this state uh, uh, dark blue. Yeah, and I was wondering if the fentanyl, because you know, it's it fentanyl really destroyed California. We're among one of the f- first states to be, you know, experience the death and the chaos of fentanyl. And uh, you know, in Illinois, you just don't talk about it because you're used to so many other ways you could die in the Democrat sewer of Chicago. And I'm wondering, you know, it, it bothers me that these failings, to a f- certain extent, we get used to it. And we don't talk about it anymore because now the failings are international and they're bigger and look over here. The reality is when you see a budget come out and you realize the states that benefit from handouts by the government, all the Democrat ones are first in line. And if you keep paying these frauds to fail, they'll keep getting support. And I envision a future where the Democrat failure is so obvious, like the Biden administration, the word is synonymous with failure as it should be. And uh, I only see that in Florida, maybe Texas, ironically, where you're from. And I just would love to see a, a state like yours because I do think it is beautiful. It is one of my favorites. It is my favorite state in the country. And if it cannot turn around from the decimation of these mafia members, these Marxist mafia, then it's, it's a lost battle. Have you ever thought that way? 
Yeah, yeah, I have. I mean, you know, one, one of the things that keeps me here, I mean, I, I have this conversation all the time with my wife about, you know, going to another state, of course, and getting out of here. Uh, but for me, because I'm 35 and I've got a lot of energy and I'm kind of at the earlier stages of my career, um, I decide, you know, look, I could go to Texas, I could go to Florida, I could enjoy my life, certainly. Uh, but but I'm not needed there as much, right? They've got they've they've got some 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 firepower in those states, whether it's DeSantis and some of these other citizens moving there as well. Me and for me, I feel like the best in, the best use of my time is to maybe stick around here and just see see what impact I can make. Not that I can change everything myself, but my goal is to influence other people because none of us can do this alone. It does take an army. Yeah. we've got to get better about it. We've got to be more more bold and that's my whole thing with with kind of my millennial age group that i don't seem to fit in with out here in california yeah but it's about bold conservatism i believe we're still the majority in this country absolutely firmly but we cannot be the silent majority anymore we have to be bold we have to be courageous and i will say this from looking at the data i think i've always thought we are the majority i don't know how anybody could be a democrat i really don't and i'm from an area where it pays very well to be in on the scam um I think that we, and when I say we, I mean capitalists, I mean Americans, people who want the American principles, have made the decision to go to these very select states. I think there's a reason that over the last 24 months, 21, the same 21 states suing the Biden administration since he usurped the office. I find that to be hopeful rather than deluding us by putting us in these sewer Democrat mafia states. But yours is not as hopeless as Illinois. Illinois is truly run by organized crime. I think California can pull itself out. I was very optimistic when I saw Larry Elder in the recall and how close he got. And, um, you know, that's what gives me a little more hope for California. But I want to tell you, I truly appreciate you coming on. I love your podcast. I think it's fantastic. Uh, I hope you come on again. And please keep writing articles. I found this one to be entertaining and informative. Drew Allen of The Drew Allen Show. And you can find him at DrewThomasAllen.com. Thank you so much for joining me. Please come on again. Hey, Sean, thanks for the breath of fresh air and uh, any time. God bless you. In the raspy voice. I promise it's better than this. Thank you so much. I'll talk to you later, Drew. AM560, The Answer. Kate Bedingfield. They got a new spokesgirl. Kate Bedingfield. She's almost as good at lying as Pippi Lystocking, but nobody... Nobody can take Pippi Lystocking. So let's um, let's get a little bit of the lies coming out of the White House today. I always like the fact that they continue to provide us with new lies daily. And after, after Florida Governor Ron DeSantis yesterday signed the state's parental rights and education legislation. Wow, it was, it was not called Don't Say Gay. See, that's what it's called. The reason I play this is because I see firsthand, I live firsthand, how the people of, of the state of Florida love this bill. What this bill talks about is what it prevents is these sloth, these sloth ideologues, these American Marxist mafia members indoctrinating your preschooler, your first grader, your second grader, and your third grader. They say, don't talk about that with my kid. You don't get to tell them your version of options in America, whether it be sex or how many genders there are. We get to raise our kids here in Florida. So they called it Don't Say Gay Bill, and that's not what it says. You want to bring that on? Go ahead. Wait till the kid's in fourth grade, which I think is too young. I would have made it eighth grade. Who is the government to tell your kid anything about this? After all, they could figure it out 
by taking a look at that experiment you call a Democrat Party. So all kinds of things happen when you start sleeping around. Education Secretary Miguel Cardona said the administration would be monitoring, monitoring its implementation to evaluate whether it violates federal civil rights law. Aside from monitoring the Florida law, is there any other actions that the White House plans to take? Uh, See, what, you, what are you going to do? Hey, scumbags, what are you going to do? This is a country that runs on federalism. See, that's why we have governors. That's why it's important to make sure who's in these scum states. Because before you know it, you'll be in one that's lost, can never be turned around. They call it Illinois. Well, both the president and uh, Secretary Cardona spoke out very forcefully uh, against the law. The president also uh, put out a statement uh, yesterday uh, about the uh, tragic impact of this kind of law on incredibly vulnerable uh, uh, population. Tragic impact on on a vulnerable population. The tragic impact by not... Having a man come in a girl's bathing suit at six foot four and two hundred and ten pounds and say it's not a girl swimmer? Oh, that's tragic. That's why it's never been more crucially important for you grandparents out there, for you parents, to talk to your kids like people, which is the one blessing I did. I did a lot of things wrong with kids, but I never talked to them like kids. And I would have never allowed a teacher to discuss sex. With my kid, especially before I think I don't know if I think it was seventh grade when my kids in private school, and I, I you know I wanted to see everything. The idea that they were doing this, they were brainwashing these children to think that they had to show respect for a man with such contempt for women that he would want to compete with them in MMA, in swimming, in anything. That's why I wouldn't tolerate it. But I raised women. I didn't raise Democrat scum. And he said that, you know, by signing this bill, the governor has chosen to target some of Florida's most vulnerable students and families, all while under the guise of parents' rights. The fact that she could say that, this donut-eating son of a dog, could say that and mischaracterize not just the bill, but the intent of what the Florida government was doing which was protecting the kids from perversion because they've normalized perversion. I present Lori Lightfoot and Lurch. So the Department of Education, as you noted, uh, will continue, will monitor uh, this law upon implementation uh, to evaluate whether it violates federal civil rights law. And that's why you have to defund the Department of Education. Defund it. We could defund the police. Let's defund the Department of Education. I mean, I know they're... Got a big kick up in this $5.8 trillion boondoggle called Biden's budget, as did all these bureaucracies, which, by the way, are inhabited by these gangster government employees, just like Chicago, just like New York, New Jersey. That's how they rule with their foot soldiers of corruption. They all get a cushy pension at the end, though. So you got to consider, is it worth it? 312-642-5600. AM560, the answer. You know who I never liked? Bolton. You remember Bolton that never saw a conflict he didn't want to sell to the American people because he was getting bribed by God knows how many military industrial complex with his phony government jobs. So the front of the drudge, I mean, I guess this is what everybody should be talking about, right? I don't, I don't want to waste any time on this January 6th thing. 
I told you what I thought. Insurrection to me is it needs one, one thing, one, a gun, and I don't just mean by a fat ass with the cushiest job in Washington, Capitol Police. Take a look at these guys. They look like donut connoisseurs. Ooh, the Capitol Police. What they are is they're coffee go-getters for congressmen. They get their job. They're all clouded up. It's a joke. And uh, front of the Drudge Report says, January 6th logs show a seven-hour gap in Trump's calls. So for seven hours, he doesn't make any phone calls. So what? Is that a problem? Bolton comes out. I think I recall a possible cover-up here. I, I'm pretty sure I saw a burner phone. Oh, Bolton said that? See how you could just say something about Trump? But what if you said, I wonder how many burner phones Joe Biden had when he talked to his crack-smoking scum of a pig, useless son or brother or sister. Not even the brother. I don't mean the brother that got the $1.5 billion contract for homes in Iraq. I mean the other one that stole from Blockbuster a video. The scumbag who now gets million dollar consulting fees. Did he have a did he have a burner phone? Is there a burner phone right now in Joe's diaper bag? How would you know? Or is he just the evidence we already have had for two years on the hard drives that the FBI, who in my neighborhood was correctly labeled forever bothering Italians? Because they certainly aren't a federal bureau of investigation. Otherwise, how would you have this Democrat mafia around us? You think would they have picked up on Madigan for fifty years? Nah, they were busy. Same same haircuts. Chicago FBI not only have the O in front of their name, like all the Irish mobsters in the South Side, they got the same hairdos as Mike Madigan and his mafia. I find that to be funny. Susan Highland Park. Hi, Sean. Um, listen, you always pick on us South Side Irish people. I know. I love you, though. I mean, listen, I, there was nothing better than a Southside Irish girl. I love them to death. They were beautiful. Be- I mean this. They were truly beautiful. They look all look like little Cupid dolls, and they were willing to fight at the drop of a hat. And if I got a flat tire, I could tell her, hey, you, you, take care of that. I got to make a phone call. And they did it. They're wonderful women. I love them to death. Why, thank you, Sean. Thank you. Sure. All right. I want to tell you and your, and your listeners that they've got to wake up to this whole school thing. The way that they are twisting this whole Florida law is crazy. I have had two meetings that are directed by the state. I have been told to start talking about gay, start talking about lesbian. Wait a minute, wait a minute. minute. You've had, let's just, let me get a little backdrop. So I'm assuming you're in the education business. I am a third grade teacher. Don't get yourself in trouble. I don't don't want you to get in trouble because guy, I I really, I would feel terrible. I'm on the North Shore now. But this is I keep saying, don't get you in trouble. Noise. She keeps narrowing in. You got to love this. Outsiders, they're ready for fighting at, at every level. So now, listen. Here's the thing. <laughs> so you you take care of this, and what is it? The uh, you know that you're now being told that you have to talk to third graders. Yes, third graders, kindergartners, first graders, second graders. Ask them what they want their name to be. Ask them how do they feel. Don't use. Her or him? Don't your What do gentlemen. you mean? What they want their name to be? What's wrong with the name that the mother and father gave? Them? They don't like that name. Because we are, if they have a different name that they like to go by, we are to call them that. And I have been directly told, do not tell their parents that would be unethical. Unethical. See, unethical. I got to tell not you, letting a little child. Mm-hmm. This drives know. me insane. 
This drives this me insane. This is happening in Illinois. Thank goodness for Florida that they are not sexualizing children the way are being being told. I was given an example, and I quote, when you're talking about George Washington, mention he's gay. Sean, <gasps> why would I mention he's gay? Is George Washington gay? I talk about if he's heterosexual I... or homosexual. Wait a minute, I wouldn't wait. mention that to an eight-year-old. Was George Washington gay? I know he had some bad teeth. Not that I'm aware of. He... Not that I'm aware of, but it's inappropriate. Inappropriate in an elementary school. What about Martha? Anybody consider Martha? I don't know. Big six foot know, four strapping first president gay? This is news to me. People have to wake up, Sean, because they don't know that this is happening. And you know what? A lot of teachers do not feel it's age appropriate. A lot of teachers do not feel it's ethical. They feel like we should be with our parents. We should be doing what our parents want us to do, respecting <laughs> our parents' values. Yeah. But we can get fired for that. If we voice that, we can get fired. Well, there's another way you could t- handle it, Susan. And I'm going to tell you, this is what I would do. I would tell the kids, do you believe, do you believe that Joe Biden and the Democrats want you to believe that George Washington was gay? Can you believe that, kids? George wasn't gay. George liked fighting, liked riding horses, liked fat women. Have you seen Martha? That doesn't make him gay. just makes him cold. You know, you got to take it to that next step. And you teach the kids like I taught my kids. The last thing you believe is a Democrat. The last thing you believe is a teacher that advocates for Democrats. Don't believe a word these idiots say is exactly what I said to my kids every day as they left my car to go to school. And I paid for private school. So I'm just telling you right now, I am so happy that there are at least teachers like you. Because I do believe there's 30%. 30% of teachers are not in on this scam. And it's your job to operate the way the communists took over these unions, and took over these cities and these states. They did it quietly by sneaking around. They did it in the halls. They did it in the halls of the dailies. Then they showed them how to steal a little bit, and they covered it up, and they worked their way up till they got in these positions of powers and destroyed these cities and states. So you got to do it the other way, only this time you're going to be fighting for righteousness, for American Mm -hmm. principles, and right over wrong. And think about it. The only argument you ever have to have with anybody is, I don't think a preschooler should be calling himself gay or even thinking he could pick a name that his mother and father didn't give him, let alone right. a dress from his sister's closet. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. Truly appreciate Oh, my God. I saw you get exercised in there, kid. You don't like the idea that they said George Washington was gay, huh? Not that there's anything wrong with it. Abraham Lincoln, I believe. You know, he slept with another fellow. Oh, yeah. As far as Reggie Love, that's old hat. Don't ever pay attention to that. <laughs> Did you ever see that picture? Barack Obama and Reggie Love walking on the beach? Google it. I showed my wife that picture. I was a little jealous. 312-642-5600. AM560, the answer. You know, when you when you go on the evil Google machine, it, it takes you on all of these... Um, Sexually perverse sites, and there, there, there's big claims. Alexander Hamilton, did you know that? How else do you think he got on the ten dollar bill? Kamala Harris is way in there, apparently. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> it's ridiculous. You accuse these guys of that. I mean, you know. But this is what must be done. You have to normalize this whole concept, and then you sexualize kids, and then kids are fighting their own judgment. They're told what to judge instead of how to judge, and you've 
built your perfect little apparatchiks. And before you know it, those kids will be voting for things and policies that destroy their future. They're called Democrats, and that's what they're trying to do. It's really quite genius in a diabolical way. John in Portage Park. Hello, Sean. Love your show. Thank you. And uh, listen, I just watched the first 12 minutes, 14 minutes of uh, ABC News, so you didn't have to. Thank you very much. Thank you. The the first the first story was about Ukraine. The second story was basically a weather report, and the third story was about Will Smith. And thank <laughs> God for you want to God talk for, about gay. Thank, thank not, God for Q, Thank God for cumulus media oh, and even you. another 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 uh, up the dial. Uh, you know, uh, no, I'm totally there's lost. A, there's a, you mean there's only other, us? There's nobody up the dial. Who's up the dial? You're going to listen to that meathead disc jockey? There's only well, me. Well, Ben Shapiro, I like oh, all right. and, yeah, uh, not bad. and uh well, if it wasn't for you guys, I would get no real news. Yeah. And uh well, thanks a lot. And this is the this is the problem, I think. It's not the Democrats, it's the Pravda media we got. Absolutely. And, uh, and I do like the well, Will Smith thing. Ties right into the gay story. Did you see that slap? Why not just put a hanky in your hand? I mean, I never, I never saw women in Melrose Park slap like that. There's no chick in the South Side that slaps like that. Call Susan in Highland Park; she'll t- slap that taste out of your mouth, son. You got to step with that first foot, not pull back like a little girl. I tell you what, if George Washington was gay. Will Smith gay? I said it right there. What do you think of that? Keep my wife's name out your f-ing mouth. By the way, what was with that screaming like that? In a room full of all the, you know what I love about it though, in a sick, sick way. I, I said I wouldn't talk about it, but you played the clip. You really need absolutely zero credentials, zero zero dignity, zero class. You need no character at all. In fact, that room was literally full of the absence of character. Not another guy told him shut your mouth. See, I don't care what restaurant you're at in my old neighborhood. At least I think so, or in my neighborhood now. You're going to start yelling like that. Somebody sitting next to you will say, shut your mouth and show you how to slap like a man. The idea that they all watched him, like he had the right to do that. Sit there and shut up, you moron, and wait for yourself to get awarded by other actors and other characters who have such little dignity. They found a way, a real advertising scheme, to give themselves awards for not having character but imitating someone else's. Ooh, you're an actor. Who isn't? Who couldn't be? You know what I love about the Oscars? Never forget this kid. There was a singer, a hell of a man. His name was Frank Sinatra. And he said, you know, I think I could be an actor. They said, no, no, no. And he, I, I think he made a bet with somebody. I don't know what it was. He said, I'll win an Academy Award. You know what movie he won an Academy Award on? His second. His second. You know what he was known for? He never did a scene twice. Never. The way I do it. Don't forget, now that you're getting seen, these idiots, these, these half men and half women get awards. They're doing it at a time where you could have a thousand takes. Did you know it was only 25 years ago you couldn't? There was actual film before they digitized everything. Back then, you couldn't do this or you would never be an actor. You had to be somebody they could go to and you could nail it in that one, two, maybe three takes. Now, you could get any sissy any moron, any fraud to be an actor. And I don't just mean Juicy Smoye. Pick one that was sitting at those tables last night. Even that big dummy that my wife likes. 
She loves that Aquaman. All beefed up on the steroids. You're gonna sit at, you're gonna sit on your ass and watch him do that? You're not a man. See, in my world, the littlest guy would have knocked out the biggest guy. It's sickening to watch that nonsense. That's why I give them the exact attention they deserve. None. And when I talk about them, I talk about them the way teachers talk about founding fathers. The absolute contempt, zero respect, and the arrogance to throw an aspersion of homosexuality on any one of them. I like it. I think it makes me a little bit better than them. Uh, I'll, as I'll recognize someone first. Uh... Here he is. Here's the president of the United States, the Democrat, the picture of the Democrat mafia, corrupt, incompetent, and with wet socks, and can't figure out why. Here he is. Listen to this, and you tell me. I get a, I get a text every once in a while from a friend of mine. You know, you, you're always telling people it doesn't look good. Well, I'm telling you the truth. Because when you're having a president of the United States like this wet sock dimwit, you got problems, kid. Problems, I say. Listen to this. As I'll recognize someone first, uh, Darlene Superville, Associated Press. He reads it off the cue card they gave him. Should be a layup. Thank you, Mr. President. What is your view of Russia's announcement today that it will, quote, fundamentally scale back its military operations near Kiev and another northern city in Ukraine? Do you see this as uh, possibly the war beginning to come to an end, or do you see this as Russia trying to buy time and to recalibrate for a new military effort? We'll see. Brilliant. Brilliant. We'll see. He sees it as an opportunity to pay off the people who bribed him and his son with our money. Let's send 50, 50 billion. Then the Ukrainians could get aggravated. After all, they got to print up those schwa stickers on yellow backgrounds. 312 642 5600. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merck, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. You know, watching these spoiled brat, ignorant, entitled Marxists try to slander and describe something they don't understand like capitalism and the supply chain and the rest of it makes me angry. And when I see these entitled ignoramuses talk about something they know nothing about, they were born into a country that was steeped in the principles of private capitalism that built the supply chain. It's truly a beautiful thing. And then to watch these political whores shut things down, turn them on like a light switch, not understanding the ramifications, makes me really upset. And they constantly are blaming things. And then you see the extremely unqualified transportation secretary, Pete Buttigieg, who's qualified to tell me how to get Merlot out of cashmere and nothing else. Hide the ships another 20 miles offshore rather than deal with his incompetence. I said, get me Salvatore style. Because I heard Salvatore style. And he'll go by sell. But with a name like Salvatore Style, I want you to envision somebody from the House of Gucci. Salvatore Style, who I saw on Fox and said, this is the guy I got to get. Salvatore, how are you? Good, thank you. Thank you for having me on. Wonderful. So why is it that the American spoiled brat, the, the millennial or whatever you want to call him, 
buys the tagline that is sold to him by politicians who have no idea of the beautiful complexities of the supply chain. And you somehow, you people who make up the supply chain, who have been delivering items for 100 years, somehow are the problem. I couldn't agree with you more. Uh, the, the reality is this um, supply chain issue, a lot of it's due to bureaucracy. A lot of it's due, especially in California, to laws that were written that you couldn't have over-the-weight containers and clean truck fees, that you had to have special emissions. And you know what? We're the only country in the world uh, of our stature that is not automated. We have uh, a lot of the PS still run by the unions. And what do you expect? Everyone has a vested interest. And you know, that, that, that's why I wanted you on right there. The, um, the see, vested I'm, interest. I'm from the, I'm from the sewer of Chicago, Democrat mafia mm. stronghold. You're from New York where they mm. perfected their union labor extortion mafia. And the reality is they went into politics and through bribing the political whores like Joe Biden and the rest of the Democrats have it written into law that the American people are to suffer so that the union mafia can be enriched and be employed. Because the reality is we could streamline, make it more efficient and get rid of half of these lamb bones and be a better country for it. Could we not? We could definitely be more efficient, especially if they even if they paused a lot of the government bureaucracy. Uh, you know, these uh, what's really more concerning, uh, which is uh, I'm really eager to see it's going to play out uh, like a, a sitcom, is when the longshoremen and warehouse union in Los Angeles, you know, July, their contract expires. And don't tell me they're not going to go for the biggest money grab the history of this uh, economy has ever seen. Uh, $200 billion were made by the steamship lines collectively last year, and those unions are going to want a very nice, handsome renegotiation. And guess what? If they don't get what they want, obviously they're going to pull a tantrum, and the steamship lines are going to find themselves with no one to take those containers for Christmas in the summertime, which would be Christmas and holiday goods, off the pier. Then what? Sal, in America, and I mean this, in the year 2021, I'm born in the late 60s. We've watched this country make such advancements Number one, the advancement of information called the Internet. It's obvious that this is an inside gangster scam. I mean, it's sickening and it's obvious. How in the world do the American people just shut up and take it and not demand? Why isn't there an option? Is there a capitalist answer? Is there a way capitalists can open up a port and circumvent this? Or isn't this something that could only exist if the government kept in place this kind of corruption? Well, I could say this, that... There's approximately 11 major steamship lines, okay? And guess what? Only one of them, which is a very small one, is American-owned. So here you have, basically, the world economy to the U.S. is controlled by all foreign steamship lines. So what does that tell you? Uh, you know, you want to talk about a trade war. China has several ports shut down, as we speak, Shanghai, because of COVID. And they could shut down whenever they feel like it, right? A port in China. If that happens... You're not getting your goods to the U.S. You're going to see further supply chain delays. But you know what? It's okay. You want to know why it's okay? Because at the end of the day, American consumer picks up the tab. They picked up the tab $200 billion worth and more this year, and it's only going to get worse. So this $200 billion, this was a tab we picked up. And explain exactly what is this? Just something we bribe them to keep driving around? How would we not have had to pay this cost? What happened that made us pay this extra $200 billion? Well, what happened is that, in my opinion, the steamship lines are a business, okay? For the last 
30 some odd years. You had in 2000, I believe, 18, Hanjin, which is the Korean steamship line, actually went out of business because they were not having profits being made. Then over from 2018 to 20, you had a lot of steamship lines collaborate together to cut costs and formed uh, where they would share vessels. So when they finally hit payday uh, after the COVID and saw this tremendous amount of money come in, it was making their own rules. They are telling long-standing import clients that were giving them thousands of containers over the years, they're telling them, guess what, your rates are doubling and you're getting half as much. The way it's going to work out is these steamship lines made so much money that they became untouchable, okay? Mm-hmm. They made so much money that they're looking to buy airlines now, cargo airlines with this money. They are buying logistics companies. What they're going to basically tell the American importer and mind you, the mid-size and small American importers, they're in trouble because they're not going to get the rates, they're not going to get the space. So the philosophy is, in my opinion, for these steamship lines, let's work with the 400 or 500 largest importers in the country that control tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of containers, and do more containers, work with less companies. That's where it's headed. And they're going to bundle the services and say, if you don't use us for warehousing, if you don't use us for trucking, if you don't use us for whatever they offer, guess what? It's like cable. They're going to charge you more than if you don't bundle the services. So a container is going to cost more, and that's how it's going to work. So that's the future of the logistics industry. And as far as I'm concerned, the midsize importer and small importer is at a tremendous, tremendous, tremendous disadvantage. So where is the American SEC during all of this? I'm sorry, the American Securities and Exchange Commission, the one that uh, doesn't like when private companies commingle or try to build well, cartels. Because what you're describing is a is a is a logistics cartel. What you're describing well, is a backdoor monopolization of fees well, and rates. Well, under normal circumstances, yes, but to the best of my knowledge, the steamship lines are not subject to antitrust and so forth and so on. Basically, and they're also foreign owned, so they're only regulate, regulated by the FMC. Okay, but I understand that the first time uh, in the history that the Department of Justice and the FMC are working in tandem to share unfair trade practices amongst the steamship lines. So that now is starting quickly. Uh, but again, these billions of dollars, we all know who's picking it up. It's the person, the consumer. Uh, it all gets passed down to them at the end of the day. That's what the uh, reality is. Sal, now you went into logistics years ago, is that correct? And you started something called Elbow Wheels Up. How did you see that yes. coming? So basically, uh, my family was in the industry, and in 1994, I graduated from a very fine school, uh, Bentley University, which was a small business school. I graduated, and I said to myself, what am I going to do with my life? Well, I wasn't much of a student uh, grade-wise, although I had very good uh, emotional intelligence, and I didn't want to go to Wall Street, which was the go-to for most New Yorkers, because I didn't want to get my master's degree. Mm-hmm. So I said to myself, well, if I became a customs broker, which is licensed by the Treasury Department as a private company to enter goods into the commerce of the USA, kind of like an accountant CPA, CPA would be for an individual. Mm-hmm. I said to myself, I think I can make uh, a good living. I knew about technology and things that our industry didn't have at the time. And I said, if I was just 20% better than anyone else, I should have a very nice career and a very nice company. Well, 20 some odd years later, uh, the company next year should do approximately $500 million, over 200 employees. Oops. And I would say we're one of the most reputable privately owned custom house brokers and freight forwarders in the United States. Are you nervous that um, 
the kind of success you had, you know, when you consolidate these industries, when you allow the government to, or when the government allows these cartels to exist, does that not really squeeze out the opportunity for guys like you? Because as you know, it's, it, it should be an industry that's growing. In fact, uh, I think it's going to be in, unfortunately attacked by government. And I think that oper- operation and that opportunity is going to get smaller. Do you agree with me or disagree? Well, let's, I'll give you a, uh, an, an example. Um, that that's similar. Look at years ago. You had the butcher shop. You had the pasta shop, especially Chicago. You had all these shops. Then all of a sudden comes the grocery stores. Okay, then grocery stores. Then all of a sudden become these mega stores like Costco and yeah. BJ's and same same things happen in logistics. Guys like myself, um, you know, ten fifteen years, we'll probably have niche business. But unless you're a multi multi billion billion dollar company, we'll be you know just. Uh, one of a very select handful of companies in the U.S. And we're basically going to service those importers that really need top-tier, uh, I, I call it, um, top-tier catering to their needs, uh, very high touch, and that's how we'll you know, make our living, having yeah. best-in-class services, and we'll, stay mid, we'll be like the, uh, the Tiffany of the logistics industry. But most other small mom-and-pops and medium-sized companies will be gobbled up by these Goliaths and it's going to be like everything else in this country, big business. I think the way that American capitalism built this country, why it was the youngest and the strongest, I think it's a thing of beauty. I think a key essential to that is logistics and import-export, I think, is a wonderful solution to the corrupt labor organizations that uh, squeeze out competition. So your industry has always intrigued me. I can't, I mean this in the best sense of the word. I'm proud of you. I think this is a wonderful ex- example of capitalism, what you did. And I think you were very helpful and I'm going to probably want you back. I cannot thank you enough. Sal style. Thank you very much. Anytime. We'll take your calls and comments after this. AM 560. The answer. I have such an admiration for guys like that in American capitalism in general. Do you understand the idea, the beauty of capitalism? They've allowed a system where everybody can make money and still bring the tchotchke, the knickknack, whatever it is, to your table and value. Now, are there downsides to that? Well, only when politics gets involved. Politics gets involved, and the next thing you know, you have sweetheart deals. Next thing you know, you have Mitch McConnell's wife. See, She's a shipping heiress. I wonder if she gets to circumvent some of those costs and fees and rules and regulations. We'll never know. We'll never know because we don't have a security and exchange commissions. Because what I didn't want to interrupt, Sal, but what the security and exchange commission is tasked with, with doing isn't investigating why only one American company owns a port, all the rest are foreign, why the labor extortion strongest union in America, Longshoremen's Union, has enough political power to have them pretend automation was never invented. But the SEC is tasked with going after companies that have stock to make sure that they're greenhouse friendly and they can do a new carbon tax. Because part of this budget that I started the show with that really makes me sick to my stomach is that the so-called revenue to the government is also up 30%. And instead of using that to pay down the debt of what we don't want to look at, 30 plus trillion, 260 if you can do math, this corrupt son of a dog, till he 
for as long as he haunts the earth, this crypt keeper, Biden and his administration, are just going to bankrupt this damn country. Bankrupt. Strengthen everything wrong with it. Because they're Democrats. That's all they know how to do. Tom in Richmond. Hi, Sean. Uh, Sean, you know, the reason why we're having the supply chain issues is over the past 30 years, we've essentially stopped manufacturing. I, I, I want to say to you, it's the past 60 years. I think you could double that. I had to worry about incoming containers. We were exporting. Now we don't do jack, and we rely on other countries to make pretty much everything. And do you know and what's funny? Tom, along yeah. with that problem was the EPA, eco-Nazis, that have chased out, deregulated, extorted, and made it disadvantageous to have an American manufacturing sec- sec- section. Yeah. And the and reason the is the government told them to do that. So yeah, how, now you're going to turn to your abuser? You know? Yeah, the, the politicians never looked out for the American worker. They let it all leave. The guys at the top would much rather cut purchase orders to ch- the Chinese factories than worry about pensions and medical costs and unions and employing people and government regulations. They just said, screw it. We're going to get from China for one-fifth the cost, make a lot of money, and put a lot of people out of some really damn good jobs that used to be in quality control and accounting and manufacturing. Because the government, that was suppo- the government that was supposed to protect all ends of that deal, all ends of that yeah. deal, became corrupted. Yeah. See, because the other thing you mentioned, which I'm glad you mentioned it, Tom, the guys at the top didn't want to be bothered with the forced welfare that the government made them give rather than the selective benefits that they were always giving. You know, people don't realize this. Uh, UAW actually made Ford employees take a pay cut that Ford employees were paid more than double what the unions wanted because Henry Ford and his son wanted to only keep good workers. They wanted to fire bad ones. See, it was a system that worked because government wasn't picking winners and losers. Government understood, though, if it's sided up with that labor extortion racket, the one that really never needs to exist, the union, the one that carves out billions and billions of dollars and nobody cares why, if they could be corrupted by them, then, of course, they're going to pick the worker over the capitalist. The the ironic part is one doesn't live without the other. Right. Thank you. Thank you, Tom. I appreciate it. Dan, West Chicago. Hi, Dan. Oh, hey, sorry. Sean, I wanted to cheer you up. I wanted to get you back to the distraction of the week. And all I could think of, I didn't see Will Smith. I didn't hear what Chris Rock said. But all I could think was Jerry the King Lawler did it way better on the David Letterman show in the early 80s. That's a slap. I feel like it's the same thing. That's a slap. Good example of a slap, kid. I appreciate that, Dan. And that was supposedly staged. But I'll tell you what. That other guy's teeth were loose. If you're going to stage something, follow through, baby. I love it. Lloyd, Gary, Indiana. Hey, how you doing there, Sean? Hey, uh, I just wanted to mention something here that I've seen on the news with all the respect to the uh, Till family and everything. This lynching bill that Biden signs into law today, right? Uh-huh. It says that it changes the meaning. It makes it a conspiracy to commit bodily injury or death. Well, didn't they hang Saddam Hussein in a stairwell after that was done? It was the American government conspired yeah, to yeah. get this guy. But that's then because you got Biden saying, let's get him at the State of the Address Union. Yeah. So now what? We can't go after Putin for war crimes because the government can't get itself? 
Well, and, you know, the reason they hung Saddam Hussein is he really objected to the idea that Joe Biden's brother would get a $1.5 billion housing contract to build houses that they just blew up. So, you know, you had to hang him. But I appreciate the way you think, Lloyd. I like it very much. I think it's just another distraction to pretend that the Democrat, real corrupt mafia of racists are not racist. Yet everything they have that comes to race comes at using racism in the name of racism. It's kind of like business, kind of like capitalism, kind of like everything when you talk about American Democrats. The last thing they need is freedom. If they can't manipulate and bastardize the system, people are going to figure out there's no real use for them, and everything they touch actually becomes a bigger problem. And until that day happens... You're just going to get this arguing back and forth, and everyone will avoid the obvious answer. The obvious answer. You want things better? Get rid of the American Democrat mafia. Put in prison all of the corruptors. Make lobbying illegal. Get the, get the open and notorious pay-to-play scheme of bribery and campaign contributions off the system. But the Republicans don't like it either. They don't like the idea that it will go away, I mean. Because, after all, look at the money they're making here in Illinois for the first time in their miserable existence. They've been screwing the Illinois in for 30 years, been under-serving under them, under-representing them, using their second-place position to corrupt the system of gaming and weed dispensaries and the rest of it. And now they got a pigeon on the line. they got a pigeon. He's writing checks. got $25 million. He's a billionaire. Though. Ken Griffin can write a lot of checks. Before you know it, there'll be a scum Democrat who voted for Biden voted for Biden, running as an American hero who's an Illinois Republican. That's why the political party system is the problem. They share the same bank. 312-642-5600. AM560, the answer. Starting to feel a little better. That rain delays my plane. It'll be hell to pay. Robert Bloomingdale. Hey, Sean, first of all, hope you're feeling better. I heard you got a bad cold. Yeah, I'm toughing it out. I'll be all right, though. I'll be all right. I've been doing it for five days. Ironically, today I feel the better, but my voice is shot, but we'll figure it out. Chicken soup is the best way. But uh, the reason I was calling, you know, I mean, let's look at the facts here. You got you got food prices going up. You got gasoline climbing. You got the Putin on the march. You got a, a president making a buffoon of himself in Brussels, and yeah. everybody's worried about Will Smith and the other Joker at the Academy Awards. My gosh, come on, people, get a reality yeah, check. I love here. it. Well, and it'll go down as the greatest uh, national suicide in history as the American Empire collapses. But I don't think it just happened because of Will Smith. I think it happened the minute the American people were dumb enough to vote for Joe Biden. That's why, if they did, the last thing you should let these rats do is run for anything as a Republican. So I want you to think about that as you hear the Irving commercials. That's a Biden voter. Rob Hampshire. Hey, Sean, how are you? Good, how are you? Good, good, man. I enjoyed the roast last week. It was great, man. Was oh, really thank you, thank you. I had, a, I had a migraine during that, but I toughed it out. But go ahead. <laughs> hey, uh, you're talking about the supply chain issues and, and China. The whole thing is such a house of cards, all the Chinese manufacturing. The layers and layers of distribution and people putting their markup on the products are not that much cheaper. We don't 
have the ability to compare the cost of a foreign-made product with an American-made product because we don't make it anymore. Yes, and well, the the other thing, too, is the only time we had an an option is when Hong Kong was viable and you could go to the other Pacific Rim countries or you could go to Europe. See, this is something that I, 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 you know, people forget. This is why Hong Kong was a major, major source that needed the support of the American people. We abandoned them. That was under the Trump years. Shut down the economy. Trump years. The fortune of Mitch McConnell's father-in-law. Trump years. These are all problems I have. Well, you look at the, how do you know what it costs to manufacture a watch in this country or a pair of shoes? Well, you got to ask the you got to ask the labor union, the mafia. Hey, how you guys doing? Exactly. Got to ask those guidos first, right? I mean, look yep. what they've done with the with the longshore. I mean, that's old time gangstering. It's written in the policies into American spending bills that you cannot automate the ports. That's a strong mafia, brother. So, you know, are you, you in a, talking about that? Are you in a hurry to make these mafia bastards richer? I'm not, and they control labor in this country. Because they bought the Democrat politician. Thank you very much. I mean, we have to we have to prevent that from happening. You'll never have a thriving economy if you destroy capitalism. The American Democrat doesn't like capitalism. It doesn't understand it. It has no appreciation for it. It has lies. That's how it lives. I mean, you heard what they said about George Washington, the lying bastards. George Washington. It's a man, baby. Not a man's man. A man. See what I mean? David Lansing. Uh, hey, Sean. Uh, real quick, first, uh, you had that guest yesterday that said there's a proposed law to ban any candidate from running that talks about a stolen election. I have a response. Right. How about at a state level? You're on topic as usual, David. Go ahead. <laughs> real quick, we could you could take this to Florida. Have the Florida... Uh, legislature ban anybody that talks about the presidential election as being legitimate. Well, we don't ban people. We're we're Americans. The only the only section of this society that bans anything are Democrats, and they're not Americans. Okay. They're impersonators. But I like the way your brain works, even though it's slow. It's got a twenty four hour delay, David and Lansing. See, I like to talk about things current and popular, things that I uh, I can't help but but really say. Hmm, OMB director, huh? There was $1.9 billion that was in this most recent omnibus bill that's been carried over to finish the border wall. Is this administration going to finish the border wall? Just so we're clear, the $1.9 billion wasn't rescinded. New money was not provided. The administration had a policy asking Congress to rescind that funding in 2021. Congress did not. But Congress did not provide additional money. And we are spending, as GAO has told this committee and others, uh, that OMB, the president, uh, the administration is acting uh, within the bounds of the Empowerment and Control Act, uh, and we are spending, obligating prudently. So he, the, this administration just continues to withhold the $1.9 billion that was appropriated several Congresses ago that yes. has stayed in the account? Thankfully, GAO has agreed that we are obligating prudently under the law. And what are you obligating it to? Because you're not doing any construction. So are you just paying people to hold the rusting materials? No, we're actually doing environmental restoration, um, something uh, that was woefully lacking. We're also doing community consultation. I think that's important to many of you who represent constituents. So all the people that are going to die with fentanyl, the open border system for the cartels, very easy. Um, 
they're taking your money, $1.9 billion, and they're restoring the metal that they refuse to put up as the wall. And they've got counseling in case the immigrants were harmed by the idea that they would be thrown back to the country they fled from and the, not embraced by the one they broke into, which they will be. Tom in Blue Island. Sean, I just wanted to check a few things with you because now that the adults are back in the room, uh, because we had a clown show the previous presidency, uh, <laughs> inflation is good, the border is good, our national status is good around the world. Uh-huh. Uh, the important legislation recently is to stop lynching. Yeah. Uh, the national psyche is concerned about one overpaid actor paying a, uh, slapping another overpaid actor. And um, I think outside of that, I think we're pretty good then, yeah. right? So yeah. Unless the, I missed anything, the adults, buddy. the adults are in charge. And by the way, these are the same adults that want to tell your preschooler they should decide if they want to wear their sister's clothes. Let's stay focused. Bill Warrenville. Hi. I work in American manufacturing, and as has been said before, that manufacturing left America because of environmental policies that shut them down, uh, cost of labor and such, and it went over to China. Well, China's not good to do business with because they make the same product you were making. They'll steal your factory from you and continue making it. Yeah, and then it'll break six months later, which is why it's a good thing they made the virus. Or that thing could have really done some damage. I mean, aside from the See, political damage. Even they couldn't make that right. Yeah, that's <laughs> why we got a chance, Bill. That's why we're on the phone. If that thing would have been made in Germany, we'd have problems. Thank you, Bill. 312-642-5600. You can't do anything right, can you? And then there's the whole plane flying thing. We'll talk about that later, too. AM560, the answer. You know what's funny? Up until very recently, private sector unions were being decimated because workers didn't want to be extorted for nothing. They saw the mafia scam in it. They wanted to be free, and they didn't want to be hampered by their union, which shows them how to deliver mediocrity at extremely high costs. So I had optimism, and then the American Democrat mafia seized power across the country. And you realize who Joe Biden is, what kind of a bag man he's always been, delivering for organized crime in the sense of the labor mafia. UAW has destroyed the American automobile industry. It can only exist now on more future political scams, as everything does when they force costs onto business. You're never going to solve the problem until you alleviate that political pressure and that extortion we're so used to. Dave in Libertyville. Hey, Sean. Yes, Dave. Uh... You know, I do, uh, I work in American manufacturing too, and we job some stuff out to China and everything that comes back has to be fixed. Dave, I got a great story. My cousin was, is in the fence business and he bought this machine and it was supposed to solve all the problems and, you know, it was going to make the fence. He was tired of buying it and never worked. He had to hire a different company, come (laughs) in and redo the whole damn thing. I mean, listen. Yeah. They shouldn't have the stronghold they have. The reason they do is it's politics, because the American Democrats have prevented other countries from competing with China because they gave them favored trade nation status, which they shouldn't have. And they should have opened that up to everybody. And at the same time, you know what they should have done, Dave? They should have stopped extorting the American manufacturers and allowing him when to compete. Everything would be better. 
when I go to the hardware store or something, I try to buy American, and you just can't. Well, it's very irritating. That's the American politician that did that, not the American businessman, not capitalism. Right. The American right. politician did that to this country, and it's a shame. And until you get rid of the corrupt American politician who is a bag man for labor extortion mafias called unions, you're never going to do anything good. Thank you very much, Dave. I appreciate the call, brother. Margo Burridge. Hi, Sean. Thanks for taking my call. Thanks for calling. So the real reason, somebody was somebody about 20 minutes ago was talking about, you know, manufacturing. We could manufacture just, you know, well here in, in the States. We can do a better job. The problem is when you're talking about Chinese labor, they have virtually no no minimum wage. They have no unemployment compensation, no workman comp, no disability, no Social Security, no Obamacare. <laughs> they have none of these socialism taxes, exactly. and they don't have a fake floor. Which I mean, and, and the minimum wage is a fake floor because it was made up in 1909 just to keep blacks out of the white out of the workforce. So the minimum you know, wage does more that. damage for this country, more damage oh, than it's so ever right. touted. No one ever talks about the ramifications, and nobody else talks about what it did to minority communities. See, the fact that they are forcing minimum wage is the is the legalization of being able to not expose your your employees to competition. It's a tragedy what they did. And no matter how wrong it proves them, no no matter how wrong history proves them, they keep saying the same BS. And the American Democrat keeps voting for the same policy that has created ghettos around this nation. It's a tragedy. It's a tragedy. But do you know how it started? Do you know how the of minimum course. wage started? Well, Woodrow Wilson was a key component. No. It was the no, Congress before him. Yeah. yeah. 1909, there was a group of firemen working for the railroad in Georgia, and they didn't want blacks. Blacks were trying to come off the plantations and get real jobs, you know, in other businesses. They were afraid the blacks would take their jobs. So they formed a union and came up with the idea of a minimum wage, and they got it passed through the Georgia legislature. And you guessed and, it. They set the minimum wage higher than the blacks could get because they now, had to for a fraction of what White Scott. Why don't so you tell the people what story. party that was in Georgia? It was the Democrat Party Thank in Georgia. Thank you very That's much. Because they've always been at the root of the problem. That's why when they talk about lynching, they talk about it like it happened when Joe Biden was praising the Klansman, Robert Byrd. Because that's the party that did it. The irony is laughable. That's called voting for your abuser. It's a shame. But sooner or later, people have to realize this failure, right? I mean, nobody can look at Joe Biden and say his socks aren't wet. And he doesn't have dementia. Can they? I don't think so. I'll be back in 21, and I'll be tan. (sighs) My voice will be better, I promise. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.